What's going on, Hardliners? Welcome to His Hardline for another episode of 1% with Him. Remember, every day we need to spend at least minimum 15 minutes with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Dig a little bit in the Bible and spend a little time in prayer, you know what I mean? If you can't do that, just join us here at His Heartline. We'll get it done. Drop. And don't forget to check out our website, www.hisheartline.com. We're happy to have you. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side, and because they are the hosts, they are the ones in charge, and they are the ones at the wheel steering the ship through these crazy chaotic waters that we call life. So glad to have you here. It is Thursday, October 20th, 2022. It's crazy. We're almost almost through the whole month of October. We're just about ready to hit Thanksgiving month here in about a week and a half. That's crazy. This whole year has just flown by. But anyways, thank you for joining us for another episode of 1% with Him. We are going to be reading the book of Romans, chapter 9. Um, <clears throat> it's been a very long day today. Today is my only day off, and I had to take my wife to the doctor. We had to be there at 7.30 this morning, which means we had to wake up at you know, six, which for me is like sleeping in considering I'm used to waking up at two, but, um, but yeah, no, she just needed to go do, uh, basically just kind of like a, what do you call it? One of those follow-up checkups just to make sure that her incisions that they had to do during her surgery, that everything was healing. All right. And all that stuff. So that's pretty much it, but we figured we were already in Grand Rapids. So we went out to eat. That was good. Um, uh, what else did we do? We went to the museum, that was pretty cool. And then we went to go visit Miss Donna Brandenburg at her horse barn today because our daughter was getting the itch to go see her horses. And so we went out to her barn. She was very, very gracious enough because she's been busy. She's been so busy. Uh, we were at the mall getting her, uh, my wife's wedding ring cleaned because um, we have to keep up on it at least every six months to keep the warranty up on it and so on and so forth. So I called her up. I said, hey, <clears throat> I said, I know this is the last minute. You happen to be at the horse barn? She goes, well, I'm meeting lunch with my family right now with my kids she goes i can be why is everything good i'm like oh yeah yeah no i'm like everything's good i said haven's just getting the itch to see sassy pony and she goes oh yeah yeah, yeah. i'll be out there in a half hour she goes i don't have a whole lot of time but you know i can i can meet you guys out there so she can see the horse i'm like oh cool so you know she was gracious enough to you know give us more time than I expected. I mean, I only expected, you know, like five, 10 minutes because I know how busy she's been and how busy she's going to continuously be leading up to the uh, election in November. But, you know, we were out there for a good, I don't know, 45 to, you know, 55 minutes to an hour almost. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. She got the ride sassy pony uh, for a little bit. We talked. And so, yeah, it was it was a good visit. So, but anyway, so um, it's not going to be an hour long show like it was yesterday because we ordered some awesome subs from this place. That's um, like a mom and pop shop. I don't know. For some reason, I was feeling a grilled, like a, a pressed, toasted type of pressed sub, but I didn't want that from Subway because Subway's garbage. I wanted something that had more freshness to it. And so we found a place right up the road from where Donna's horse barn is at. And it's called, what was it called? Boardwalk Subs. So I was like, let's try that. 
And they have, they do their subs a certain way to where if you want to go rogue, they have an option where you can go rogue, where they toast the inside of the bun. And then they, um, or the, or the, what do you call it? Not the bun, but the, uh, the, uh, yeah, I guess the sub bun. And it's like a 15 inch long sub. So they toast the inside kind of panini style and then they build it. So it's got the crunch on the inside, but soft on the outside. I was like, that's unique. Let's do it. I want to go rogue. So to be, um, I'll give you updates on how well that is. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, yeah, it's just been a very busy day. We're just trying to have family day today. So it's been good. It's been really good. And 55 degrees, it's perfect weather outside. So anyway, real quick before I get into the uh, into the reading here, um, just again, as usual, I try to stay away from the news, but uh, it, it's just so interesting to see kind of what's going on out there. I mean, let's let's kind of get a rundown of some basic stuff. I mean, we got a new report on massive criminality as far as Hunter Biden's laptop goes. You got the CDC pushing a mandate now to, you know, to mandate those harmful, you know, those COVID 19 shots for public school kids. Now they're trying to make it to be on their normal, regular vaccine schedule. So that's, that's, that's amazing. You got the department of justice and the FBI corruption, which is being, you know, basically a weaponization of law enforcement against the people of this country. We have actively going on economic collapse and a, a, a depression that's practically, you know, unfolding before our eyes. I mean, seriously, it's like bio clandestine was saying on his post, it appears that the public are being emotionally charged and therefore more motivated to vote red. Combine this with Kanye, Elon, Tulsi, and Candace Owens dipping into the new echo chambers and swinging voters our direction. Three weeks out, question mark, timing, a plan is being executed. Now, I, mm, I kind of agree with some of assessment and some of it not so much. Um, it's not a matter of voting red. I mean, yes, that is it is good to get people shifting to that mindset. But the big thing is, is we need people to start getting in the mindset of taking accountability and getting involved on your local level. It's not just about voting red. It's about getting involved on your local level, which is why I pushed the National Assembly so heavy. And speaking of corrupt people in the de facto I'm seeing this quick article on the Gateway Pundit breaking exclusive Michigan Attorney General, you know, the one uh, the the one that sent me that love letter about my nasty email, apparently that, you know, threatened her staff. Yeah, that Dana Nessel, supposedly. So it says right here in the headline, Michigan AG Dana Nessel for security team to sign a non-disclosure statement after she was passed out drunk and had to be removed from the Michigan football game in, in a wheelchair that happened, uh, I forgot when it was, last season, I think. <laughs> it's just, it cracks me up. It's like, well, you wouldn't have your security team have to sign a non-disclosure if you weren't such an idiot in public, in public. I mean, you hold a public office. You think that's a good idea? I mean, seriously, but these people, you know, they're morons. Anyway. Okay, let's get in in the reading. These people, I tell you. I tell you, you know what you won't find? You won't find people in the National Assembly acting like that. At least none of the people that I know in, in the Michigan General Journal Assembly. I can't speak for other states, but, you know, the people that I've seen here, I can't say that I could, would see them going out in public and getting, you know, crap you know, crap face drunk, almost blacked out to where they needed to be wheeled out of a stadium in a wheelchair. You won't, I won't, I don't think anybody would do that. If you would have talked to 10-year-old, you know, me 10 years ago, yeah, maybe. You know, 25, 24, 25, oh, yeah. Okay, Romans chapter 9, New American Standard Bible. Verse 1, I am telling the truth in Christ. 
wait, let me make sure I'm in the right spot. Yeah, Romans chapter nine. Okay, I am telling the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience testifies with me in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and unceasing grief in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were accursed, separated from Christ for the sake of my countrymen and my kinsmen, according to my flesh, who are Israelites, to whom belongs the adoption as sons and daughters, the glory, the covenant, the giving of the law, the temple service, and the promises, whose are the fathers, and from whom is the Christ, according to the flesh, who is over all, God blessed forever. Amen. But it is not as though the word of God has failed, for they are not all Israel who are descended from Israel, nor are they all children because they are Abraham's descendants, but through Isaac, your descendants shall be named. That is, it is not the children of the flesh who are children of God, but the children of the promise are regarded as descendants. For this is the word of promise. At this time I will come and Sarah will have a son. And not only that, but there was also uh, Rebekah, when she had conceived twins by one man, our father Isaac. For though the twins were not yet born and had not done anything good or bad so that God's purpose according to his choice would stand, not because of works, but because of him who calls. It was said to her, the older will serve the younger. Just as it is written, Jacob, I have loved, but Esau, I have hated. What shall we say then? There is no injustice with God, is there? far from it. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whomever I have mercy, and I will show compassion to whomever I show compassion. So then it does not depend on the person who wants it, nor the one who runs, but on God who has mercy. For the scripture says to Pharaoh, for this very reason, I raised you up in order to demonstrate my power in you, and that my name might be proclaimed throughout the earth. So then he has mercy on whom he desires, and he hardens whom he desires. You will say to me then, why does he still find fault? For who has resisted his will? On the contrary, who are you, you foolish person, who answers back to God? The thing molded will not say to the molder, why did you make me like this? Will it? Or does the potter not have a right over the clay to make from the same lump, one object for honorable use and another for common use. What if God, although willing to demonstrate his wrath and to make his power known, endured with great patience objects of wrath prepared for destruction? And he did so to make known the riches of his glory upon objects of mercy, which he prepared beforehand for glory, namely us, whom he also called, not only from among Jews, but also from among Gentiles. And he also says in Hosea, I will call those who were not my people, my people, and her who was not beloved, beloved. And it shall be that in the place where it was said to them, you are not my people, there they shall be called sons of the living God. Isaiah cries out concerning Israel, Though the number of sons of Israel may be like the sand of the sea, only the remnant will be saved, for the Lord will execute his word on the earth thoroughly and quickly. And just as Isaiah foretold, if the Lord of armies had not left us descendants, we would have become like Sodom and would have been like Gomorrah. 
What shall we say then? That Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness attained righteousness, but the righteousness that is by faith? However, Israel pursuing a law of righteousness did not arrive at the law. Why? Because they did not pursue it by faith, but as though they could buy What's words. going on, Hardliners? What is going on? Welcome to his heart. That's straight up annoying. I wasn't even in that window. See, that's what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. This is the kind of nonsense that happens. <laughs> you never hear this on lives from anybody else. Stop. For another stop it. In Jesus Christ's name, you need to stop. Stop interrupting the reading. We're almost done. Why? Because they did not pursue it by faith, but as though they could by works. They stumbled over the stumbling stone. Just as it is written, behold, I am laying in Zion a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, and the one who believes in him will not be put to shame. And that is the reading of chapter 9, verses 1 through 33. I tell you what, whoever's doing that, I'm sure it's Satan or whoever, such a, such a nonsense annoyance. I mean, I'm at the point now where when it happens, whatever, you can keep doing it. You're not going to stop me from talking. In fact, you'll never stop me from talking. I'll find a way. You can keep playing that. I, you know, I just don't play those games with Satan and his little whore minions. All right. But what does Romans chapter 9 mean? So <clears throat> Romans 9 tackles challenging and hard to follow issues. Now, these involve both Israel's place in God's plan and God's own character. And Paul begins by declaring how heartbroken he is about the state of his people, Israel. And so Paul was both Jewish and a Roman citizen, and he and his father both served as Pharisees. And Paul was truly a child of Israel. And he was in such an anguish for his people because they had, as a nation, rejected Christ. And a few had believed, but Paul knew that the majority of Jewish people were trusting the law to save them from God's wrath. And Paul has gone to great lengths in Romans to show that the law cannot save Shockingly, Paul says that he could wish that he would be cut off from Christ if, presumably, his people would come to him. Now, Paul finds Israel's rejection of the Messiah all the more sad because God has given to her so many privileges as his chosen people. And these include national adoption and showing them his glory, the covenants, the law of Moses, the worship at the temple, the promises, the patriarchs, and the ancestry of Christ. But Paul insists that God will keep all his promises to Israel, but that not everyone physically born an Israelite will be saved from God's wrath. Now, to show that God can give his mercy to whomever he likes, Paul gives three examples from Israel's history in Scripture. So in his first example, God chose to give his promise to Abraham's son by Sarah and not by any of his other wives. The second one was when God chose to give the promise to one of Rebecca's twin sons and not the other before they were born. And then the third was when God hardened the Pharaoh's heart while he was raining down plagues upon Egypt in order to increase his own glory. Now, one would ask, is that even fair of God? Now, Paul imagines his readers asking this very question, so he fires back at us by saying, Who are you to answer back, mere mortal? He compares God to a potter and asks if the potter can cannot make items out of the same lump of clay pots for both honorable and dishonorable purposes. And Paul takes it further by asking if God could not even make vessels of wrath prepared for the purpose of destruction. Now, that's a very good question. I want to reread that again. Paul takes it further, asking 
if God could not make vessels of wrath prepared for the purpose of destruction. Now, what if, though, God patiently dealt with those vessels of wrath, even though he was willing to show his anger and power against them for another purpose? And so somehow Paul seems to suggest that God's patience with the vessels of wrath is tied to revealing his glory to vessels of mercy that have been prepared for his glory. Now, finally, Paul quotes from scriptures in Hosea and Isaiah to show that God has called out some Gentiles to be his people, and while also calling out a remnant, but not all, of Israel. And he has called all these out through faith in Christ. And the Jewish people have stumbled over the stumbling block of Christ because they have sought to reach righteousness by their works instead of faith. Mm -mm -mm, that's a big no-no. Big, big no-no. Yeah, like what Rita said, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Especially when he sees that he can't break into a strong mind. My wife and I, we were just talking about this yesterday. It seems like Satan often goes after families that aren't rooted strong in Christ or they're, I don't want to say weak-minded, but they have a weak uh, armor around their mind, right? And so it seems like Satan goes after the weak-minded as far as the armor goes and the ones that aren't rooted deep in Christ and children. But, you know, I tell you, like I was sharing with Donna yesterday, we were having a conversation yesterday when she was coming back from an event um, from uh, St. Julian's Winery, I want to say. But she was saying, we were sharing stories because I was trying to help her stay uh, stay awake because she was driving back with her team and it was really late and she was just beat down tired. I mean, she's been very, very busy. And so I kept her, you know, I kept on the phone with her till she got close to her home. So this way she wasn't, you know, falling asleep behind the wheel because that's the last thing we need. But, um. But yeah, no, we were, I was just talking, we were just talking about the spiritual battle that obviously we find this nation in. And I was saying, you know, sharing some of my own personal stories about how my wife, myself, our daughter, we experienced Satan in our home, seriously, or at least one of his little minions trying to tear us apart, trying to break up the marriage. Uh, when he realized he couldn't, you know, break me down and he couldn't get at me. Um, once I turned away from the hard liquor and, you know, stopped really drinking and just started digging deeper into my Bible and just completely had it, you know, turned to 180. Then he started going after my wife. And then my wife was starting to have nightmares. She could feel his presence when she was awake. She would come like, I'll, I'll share just one little incident. One day I was in a shower and she comes barreling in the door like, what, 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 what's going on? And I'm like confused. I'm like, what in the heck are you talking about? What, what's, where's the fire? She goes, you didn't just call my name. I said, no, because you didn't say anything. I said, no, because you didn't just yell real loud across the house so I can hear you in the basement or in the kitchen, babe. I said, no. I said, I'm just sitting here enjoying my hot water and steamy air because it was a long day at work. She goes, that is so weird. I heard your voice yell so loud, babe. I said, nope, wasn't me. And so we purged, we went around the house and did that kind of thing. Like you saw in that scene from the movie War Room, we went around the whole house. We said, look, in Jesus Christ's name, whatever you, you are, you're not invited in this house. Get the hell out. In Jesus Christ's name, you are expelled from this household. This is our home. This is God's home. This is a home of Christ and you are not welcomed here. Leave. We had to do that a, quite a few times, believe it or not. And then the last part, after my wife finally conquered 
this thing and stopped bothering her. Started kind of going after our daughter. Same thing. My daughter would stay up. Like we have a monitor to watch her, make sure everything's good. You know, it's still a baby monitor. We, we just never took it out of her room. We'll see her talking to something. And I know kids have imaginary friends. I get all that. But like you'll see her follow something in the air. Like you'll see her eyes and her head following something flying in the air. It's weird. And she did that for months. And she kept saying that little, a little angel kept talking to her and trying to be her friend. I'm like, no, 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 no. And we didn't want to alarm her, but I knew exactly what that was. And we kept praying and kept praying. And now, now I think it finally got defeated because my wife had one final dream of him. She called it lowercase H by the way. And he, Satan revealed himself to her as our daughter, like took off like the human suit in her dream and, and revealed herself, revealed itself to her. And ever since that dream, we've never had any more issues in our home. Cause we had beat that son of a, you know what? I'm not going to repeat the words of Charlie Daniels from the, you know, devil went down to Georgia, but we beat that son of a, you know what? He's out. And we know what to look for. We know what to look for. And that's what you need to do. You need to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ. Say, you are not welcome in this house. This is God's home. Yeah, that was a very weird period that we went through. Oh, my goodness. That was such a crazy period. And now our marriage has never been better. We love each other more than we did the day that we met. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a great, great, beautiful thing. I am the father that my daughter wants. Now, granted, when I have to come down hard on her, she hates it. But, you know, that's, that's dad life for you. But anyway, so real quick before we close this out, I want to let you know, <coughs> excuse me, um, tomorrow I have to work. I'm looking at hopefully getting my schedule normalized come November. So obviously we're not going to have a Brandenburg block hour next week, Friday. I am off. And so I will have a Brandenburg block hour as well as me being on her BNN. Um, so like I said, I'm looking to open, try to get my Fridays open back up again. I do apologize for the inconvenience because I want to try to get her on the show at least two more times before the election. Um, but yeah, she's got some things that she's working on. She's been really super busy. Um, but yeah, it's 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 been kind of a crazy period for everybody. But um, we will have her on next week, Friday for sure. But please go over to her network, BNN or Brandenburg News Network. You can also find her live on Rumble. Typically uh, airs at 9 a.m. Go check her out. Please go to her channel and check her out. Listen to what she has to say. She is the only truth teller out there that will give 100% of the truth, not 80% and then spends 20% lies no she gives you the full hundred and she's getting a lot of crap for it too and when i say crap i'm under i'm understating that by the way but there's some good stuff happening the deep state has we'll just say the deep state has lost the war and we're just gonna say that there's a checkmate and obviously none nothing can be shared at the moment but there is a checkmate and we'll, we should be able to find out more come next week. Um, no, speaking of next week, too, anybody in Michigan, especially if you're in, like, central West Michigan, we're um, – I, I think we got it nailed down. Um, this is official slash unofficial yet, but she should be – we're going to have her do another meet and greet at um, – what's it called? Don Louis, Don Lewis 
Um, it's a Mexican restaurant in Grand Haven. Excellent restaurant. We love going there. Um, she was just there this past Monday. They absolutely loved her there. The whole restaurant staff owners, they were like, you have all of our votes. And so they wanted her to come back. And I said, oh, yeah, please come back because I missed you this past Monday because I thought the Monday event she had there was on Tuesday. So I missed it. I was like, crap. She goes, well, call call my scheduler, April. See if you know when I have availability next week and we'll go back there again. I said, cool. So we're going to get a bunch of people. So anybody, anyway, anyone that's in West Michigan or near the area of Grand Haven, Ottawa County, whatever, right? Muskegon County, Kent County, come on over, show some support, not only to Donna Brandenburg, you know, running for governor of Michigan, but also Don Luis uh, Steakhouse, um, Mexican restaurant, really good food, really good margaritas. Just saying, um, I love their quesadillas. Their quesadillas are excellent. So she's going to be there next week, Thursday. I believe it's the 27th at 5 p.m. to about 7 or 8 p.m. I'm not sure when the end time is, but at least 7 p.m. for a minimum of two hours. So if anybody's in the West Michigan area, come on over, meet Miss Donna, you know, ask her questions, see what she's about and grill her. She will take the hard questions. She's not afraid of the hard questions. She will not give you one of those diversion type answer, no answers. Ask her the hard questions. She will sit down and have an honest conversation with you. And we probably might even broadcast from there, her and I together on her BNN thing. I was going to bring my laptop up there and, you know, do a his hard line thing and a BNN. But I was like, no, that could get a little goofy. So what I might do is just say, let's just do the BNN thing. And I'll just grab the audio from that. And I'll just make a separate show out of that, you know, by itself, upload the audio. But uh, yeah, so it's going to be fun. But anyway, let's do, if I can find my prayer music. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Boom. All right. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for this day. And I appreciate the time you gave me with my family. And I appreciate the time you give me here with this beautiful online community at His Heart Line. Love everyone that comes here. And I appreciate all that you do. Thank you for another day of life and good health as usual. Because health is everything. That is our first wealth. Our health is our first wealth. And we thank you for that. <clears throat> we pray for your guidance. We pray for your protection. Not just for us, but those that are in more dangerous positions and achieving, you know, trying to achieve a higher calling that you called them for. We pray for protection for Don and her family and her team, as well as Donald Trump, his team, General Flynn, everyone that is working for the good, the white hats, everyone. But most importantly, we often forget to do this because it's something we don't want to do because we have such anger toward these groups of people. But we do pray for our enemy. We pray for the enemy that they have a change of heart and they start figuring out that what they're doing is not good. And they turn to you and invite Christ Jesus in their hearts. And hopefully they can have a transformation. So. Let that be done. Let your will be done. In your son's name, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. And that is all we have for the day. I do appreciate all of you. And we will be back here tomorrow. It is Friday. We'll do another 1% with him. And I think a his hardline discussion. Absolutely. We will definitely be doing that. And so until then, or the next time you decide to come back here and listen live, I hope you all have a great day and a blessed night, blessed day, wherever you're at in the world. And we'll see you a little later. All right. Bye-bye. God bless. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the day. Thank you for joining us here at His Heartline. 
Remember, we need to spend at least 15 minutes each day with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That is literally 1% of our time on a daily basis. Spend a little time in the Bible, spend some time in prayer. And you'd be amazed what Jesus will do to you. Drop. our website www.hishardline.com for all the latest updates.